KFI AM 640. The flu may be spread just by breathing, according to a new study. We'll get into that coming up this hour. Uh, But we start with the L.A. Times report about its publisher. Yeah, the the Times parent company, which is called Tronk. Somebody's got to get in there and step in and change that name. Tronk, T-R-O-N-C. Tronk says it has opened an investigation into past conduct of the current publisher of the L.A. Times, a guy named Ross Levinson, following a report that came out on NPR. NPR reported that he has been a defendant in two sexual harassment lawsuits and that he engaged in frat boy behavior in work settings before joining the Times in August. Trunk chief executive says this week the company learned of allegations of inappropriate behavior by Ross Levinson. Let's among these accusations. He was sued in separate sexual harassment lawsuits while he was an executive at a couple of different corporations. And by his own testimony, when he was working at the search engine, Alta Vista, remember that? When he was working there, he admitted to rating the relative hotness of his female colleagues in office banter as a vice president at a digital media company. He also testified he speculated about whether a woman who worked for him there might have been a stripper on the side. Okay. The guy's an a-hole. But does this rise uh, to the level? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, Are I you mean, the L.A. Times. I am not the L.A. Times. No, but come on, rating the hotness a-hole behavior. Yes. I'm wondering if somebody's a stripper. How many times have we wondered what people around here do on their off time? But we've never said. Gosh, I wonder if that. I wonder if she's a sex worker. That's on the true. Side. Well, would you call a stripper a sex worker? Yes. No. A performer. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know what A.B. King does. Tell me what. No. Hey, hey, hey. Now, wait a minute. Blake. That Amy King is a 10. Shannon, that's the nicest thing you ever said to me. See, she's cleaning up her mess now by saying that you. (laughs) No, it's it's true. All right. (laughs) Now I feel bad. All right, you should. Now I feel like I'm going to get in trouble by the uh, parent company. But, I mean, come on. Hashtag Amy, too. Do we way. need to be uh, – that was, that was clever. Amy, too. Um, do we have to – We have to be put, careful. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. I get that. But does this need to be breathlessly reported? Okay, Matt Damon, listen. It's not listen. like he touched his let – me, Let me Matt explain this to you. Yeah, please. Um, there are different degrees of what we're talking about when it comes to – Sexual impropriety. Yes. And I'm just saying that as a giant, right, wide-ranging umbrella to cover everything from a violent sexual assault to an unwanted comment. Everything. Sexual impropriety. This guy is a king apple, it sounds like. All right? And would you want to work with this guy? Um. Would you want to? And I'll have, I'll have you a follow-up to that. You know what, though? I'm not... I, Would you... I don't have the same sensibilities that yes. other people have. I know, but if you had a choice... When you're extremely crass in our office every when, day, right. it doesn't bother me. But You, you do, know what I mean? It doesn't... Do wish, I don't think twice about it. You do wish you worked with Dean, who is much less likely to be crass. No. I mean, Dean's a nice guy, but... I. I don't I don't I don't look at that stuff as a problem. Okay, well in my in rehearsal when I said 
would you want to you work know, with the guy? You know, if you were in the office and you're like, oh, Amy King, you're looking hot today. She's a 10 today. I'd be like, okay, you're a douche, right? But I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice about it. Like, I cannot live in this or work in this environment anymore. Amy, I don't do that. Just to be clear. So you're saying I'm ugly? No, that's the. See, this is the other track that exists. In rehearsal, when I said, would you want to work with the guy? You said no. And I said, but could you work with the guy? You would say, of course. Yes. So in rehearsal, that's the way it went down. Is he good but, at his job? Does- well, now wait. Now now you're getting into a weird territory where you would excuse the guy's behavior based on his performance. Sure. Okay. Harvey Weinstein made millions and millions of dollars But he was raping people. people. He wasn't saying so-and-so's hot. So there is a degree. Sure. Okay. All right. I so- mean, th- this behavior, if he was good at his job, kind of floats away for me. I'm just telling you personally. What My did- personal uh, – people – but then it's like uh, taking out your penis. All right, now you've crossed over, over the 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 barometer here. But what if you're good at it? No, that's I mean the too job. Far. It's too far. Comments, job. uncomfortable comments that people make. That should not. I I just, I don't think that we should even have that in the same conversation as the Weinstein's and the people that are taking their penis out at work. So what you're saying as a woman is you have tough skin as and me. comments like this for me just personally. You, that's yes. only you. Comments like this. Wouldn't bother you to the point where you felt you were in an uncomfortable working place. No, but okay. that's also because I would hit back. I have, would have no problem hitting back and be like, dude, you're being such a jackass. So you, know, you can't, don't say that. So if he said, hey, you look like you work uh, as a stripper on the side, you would say to him something like, thank you. You look, you look like a mayonnaise dispenser. Right. A couple Wait, of. That's, that's, uh, let's move on. I mean, the shape of <laughs> let's the. Let's keep going. Let's just keep sh- going. Shape of one. A <clears throat> couple of witnesses said that they were sock, uh, shocked to see Ross Levinson aggressively kissing and pressing himself against a woman at a glitzy music industry dinner in plain view of his subordinates and clients because he was married at the time. Okay. Does that also, I mean, it's a work thing, all right? So let's assume that we are at a, I don't know. We're at uh, a cocktail party or something. And I see uh, Handel making out with some woman. Is that that offensive? No. Again, it's jackass behavior. (laughs) Gary's throwing up. Uh, You know what I mean? It's... Well, I'm just thinking of somebody powerful at our station and because our boss is a woman. Uh, Okay. If I saw Robin making out with some guy that wasn't her husband. Is that offensive to me? No. Like, how is that? How, as an employee, do you get to take issue with something that somebody is doing in their private life? But it's not private. It's at a work event. But is it also even your business to say anything to anybody? No, it's not. At a work event, though? You can't. I don't have a problem with it. I'm I'm lost here. Wait a minute. Shannon's going to let you live your life. Yeah, I know. But even in in the context of. What if, what if, when you guys walked in this morning, mm-hmm. I was on the phone in hushed tones. I text your wife, and I'd be like, "Dude, his well, game. Why, would, why, would, your why wouldn't you game text? Sucked. Why wouldn't you text our boss's husband? Because it's not. Uh, uh, because she's my boss. So, so I, I would, I would. Uh, Shen has a different relationship with you. 
than yeah. she would her one right. of her superiors. Right. And yeah. right. more importantly, a different relationship with my wife than she would with the boss's husband. Exactly. What if it swept right. around and you saw and you saw And uh, have you ever seen Dawn mad? I don't want to do that. But what if you saw what if you saw Dawn, would you tell Robin? Yes. Probably. No, probably not. Because I kind of work for him now too with the, the Chargers. <laughs> Listen, I'm, okay, gonna, but wait, I'm not going to rat out any of my bosses ever. But, then, but that just that activity then puts you in a position where you would fear retribution if you were to say something. Oh, I see where you're going. All right, that's true. That is true. And that's and I think that's one of like a. a I didn't look at it that way. A twist on the thing, but I mean, it puts you in a bad position. It does. You're right. Um, Levins, Ross Levinson also supposedly told an executive for the Hollywood Reporter that he wouldn't, he wasn't going to stay at this lunch that honored a bunch of the. Fashion stylist and et cetera, because he'd be surrounded by gays. Also, I, I think he used the term faggots, uh, uh, according to the executive. He didn't want to be around, surrounded by gays and ladies, I think is what he used the F word. I don't think we can say that word. We did. Um, but the, I, again, that he's an apple for saying something like that. And you may not necessarily want to work for the guy, but you could. We've all been in, put in positions with working for or around apples have we not yes and the the question is how then do we deal with them i mean there is it's just part of life that you're gonna have to learn how to deal with apples and that's my issue with this whole me too situation to a certain level we're never going to be able to eradicate all the apples we're never going to eradicate all the men that speak with their genitals all right it's never going to happen. It's just not human nature. Men are made the way they're made with testosterone pumping through their bodies. That is, it's just, it's going to happen. You're never going to be able to eradicate all this behavior. So how do you deal with it? That should be the question. Is it a company never going to hire an apple? No, because a lot of times being powerful and successful, successful goes hand in hand with the same things that make somebody an apple. It's testosterone. It's confidence. It's all of those things. So how do you deal with it? That's what should be taught. Well, the the Times newsroom has been, by the way, been trying to figure out whether or not they're going to uh, to unionize. Different, whole different story. But the newsroom is suggesting that Ross Levinson be fired as publisher, saying that he's not fit to lead our newspaper. And they said that the owners, the parent company, Tronk, should have done a better job of properly vetting this guy. Because if NPR can find it out, why doesn't the executive hiring firm or the headhunters or whatever that, that, that picked him as the publisher, why didn't they find out about these behavior problems? That's a very that interesting, uh, interesting thing you bring up about is this going to be the new normal for headhunters? Not just digging into employment history, but, but personal history. Oh, look, the doors have opened there at the White House and all the gaggle of uh, reporters and photographers is surrounding the doors. Uh, Again, the president's meeting with Chuck Schumer called him this morning, said, hey, why don't you come over? Let's uh, talk about this government shutdown situation. There are microphones set up, but you can't really see past the gaggle of uh, reporters. They're going to wait for him to come out. Uh, What what would you serve in that case? I would serve Cool Ranch Doritos. I think that would be a fantastic. Dude, that is a craving. Yeah, you just lit that craving up. So let me, I want to go How back to this. How dare you? Because I don't even think we have Cool Ranch in the vending machine. 
I don't even think that's a possibility. So now we can now no one can do anything about the craving. It's not exactly the same, but I do have Cheez-Its back there. Uh, Those Cheez-Its are old and moldy and they should be thrown out. Look who's talking. The uh, let me explain, though, about this story about him groping all over this woman. Bill, oh, wait, he groped? The, the publisher groped somebody? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, this, the, making out with this grinding on this lady. It was, oh, that, it was, no, that was consensual, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But let me just kind of paint this picture for you to give you an idea of this was a work event. May 2013, Billboard holds a dinner and a party the night before the Billboard Music Awards in Vegas. Uh, Guggenheim Partners stages the dinner, sponsored by Samsung, at Hakkasan Restaurant there in the MGM. A um, bunch of people get together. They talk about drinks. Calvin Harris is there. He had an EDM set. And according to two eyewitnesses who were at this dinner, Ross Levinson aggressively kissed a woman, his hands ranging over her body, in open sight of others present, including his own employees. Uh, his then wife showed up in Vegas the next day. Now, according to the witnesses, the physical contact appeared reciprocated. No one has said that this was against her wishes, being whoever this other this woman was. But two witnesses said that they believed it inappropriate and unprofessional. Yes, that is exactly right. It is inappropriate and unprofessional. But are and, we your, get, uh, and your I, willingness to tell the wife or go to corporate would depend on your relationship with the wife. I don't know. I can't put myself in that situation. There's too many. Uh, there's too many. Uh, what's the word I'm looking looking for? Repercussions? No. Possibilities? Uh, possibilities, I guess you could say. I mean, like I, don't, I don't know. Do I, you... I don't know what his relationship is with his employees. I don't know. We obviously know what the relationship is with this woman on the dance floor. Right. But it's inappropriate and unprofessional. But should there be a witch hunt for this guy over that? I don't know. I have a problem with getting all worked up about uh, your boss making out with some girl at a work party in Vegas. I don't know. Not your. I, I'm a libertarian when it comes to people's, you know, their relationship. Yeah, I'm not going to judge that. I mean, unless it he's was a, he's me. An apple. Unless it was me. Well, you don't deserve your wife to begin with. So, yeah, I would <laughs> totally. I, and I say that. Not as something uh, against uh, know, you. No, you're wonderful. I know where it comes from. But she's really wonderful. She's wonderfuler, is what you're saying. But you are wonderful. She's just wonderful. Can we talk about Michael Douglas? Please, after we give away $1,000. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Don't forget, you got to answer the phone when she does call. Uh, she? she? Is it going to be a woman? What if it's a man? Well, I'm, I was going to show you the text that my wife sent me, the wonderfuler of the two of us. Oh, yeah? Because if you remember, uh, by the way, you got to answer the phone when they call <laughs> if you win $1,000. And if you don't answer, they'll go to the next person and give away 1000 bucks. So remember, we were talking with Petros uh, about The Bachelor, and he mentioned something about um, Cher not having much of a, a derriere uh-huh. back when she did the... Uh, Turn back time. Turn back time. Found mm-hmm. that uh, battleship. And I said, I became a man that day. Oh, Yes. You said that was man time. 
So I don't know if you could read the text itself just because of the content in it. But I sent her a picture. <laughs> I sent her a picture of Cher. So she was just asking me, oh, so Cher is your mulligan, I guess is one way to put it. Oh, God. Uh, and I sent her an old picture of Cher. And then she sends me a picture of The Rock. So, yes, she's more wonderfuler than I am. Sorry, uh, Oscar. You are going to have to compete with my wife for Dwayne Johnson's no, affections. No, no, no. I can't compete with that. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say men and women want to be cradled by Dwayne Johnson. Right? Like, you would be cradled. If no. if The Rock walked in here right now and, yeah. said, and offered I'd to pick him. you up and hold you in his arms like a baby. And he said, come to daddy. Yeah. You would jump, totally right do it. You would totally do it. That's actually something he'd probably say. It's know? not. It's like doesn't mean that you like men that at all. It seems like you have rehearsed that way too many times, Oscar. That's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a pillow with a rock on it. <laughs> I dream about it sometimes. You know. <laughs> mm. All right. Michael Douglas. Your poor wife. <clears throat> Michael Douglas. Um, a woman who worked for Michael Douglas back in the 80s says that he fondled himself in front of her. Mm. He was on the Today Show today. He calls it a complete lie, by the way, a fabrication. She seems, she seems kind of single white female, doesn't she? Did you watch the video? <laughs> yes. It's funny. He, Good he, way to put it. He mentioned something about um, he thinks that she's just upset with the tra- uh, trajectory of her life or lack of career and that she's lashing out now. Well, she had been telling this story to her friends for a very long time. And I think we've seen that is a, that is a common thing uh, for women to have shared these stories about these uh, powerful men doing things but not going to law enforcement to do it. But, I mean, if nothing else, at least it shows that in the moment that it was going on, contemporaneously they were, they were upset about it enough to talk to their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever about this. So in the late 80s, uh, Susan Brody, I think is her name, was uh, hired to run the New York office of Stonebridge Productions launched by Michael Douglas. One of the biggest, most powerful stars in Hollywood since then, but in the 80s was definitely one of his high points. This is when he was doing Wall Street and Fatal Attraction and and all of that. Romancing the Stone was another one. Um, He was about 40, I would say. Yeah. Now, she said that she was subjected to sexual harassment by Michael Douglas that included near constant profane and sexually charged dialogue. I think we know people like that. This was the 80s, too. Demeaning comments about her appearance, graphic discussions regarding his mistresses, and more. But she said the most traumatizing thing in all of this took place during a one-on-one script meeting in his apartment. During which he... Masturbating. To, can I say that? To what? Finish? Yes. yes. Sure. Is that Did that happen? Or did he just touch himself oh, a I little bit? I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I guess it doesn't matter. She says one early afternoon in 1989, they were brainstorming an idea about an E.T.-like character. And she recalls him sliding down the back of his chair onto the floor. <laughs> Her quote, by the way, her quote, um, Michael unzipped his chinos and I registered something amiss, still complimenting my additions to our E.T. imitation. So it's proof that Hollywood doesn't have any new ideas. 
His voice lowered at least half an octave. I peered at him and saw he'd inserted both hands into his unzipped chinos. Hmm. I realized to my horror that he was rubbing his private parts, and within seconds his voice cracked, and it appeared to me he'd had an orgasm. She said she closed her notebook, rushed for the door, said nothing. It's a weird move. Surprised I wasn't falling to pieces, even though I was humiliated. I realized he thought he could do anything he wanted because he was so much more powerful. Michael ran barefoot after me to the elevator, zipping his fly, buckling his belt. Hey, thank you. You're good. You helped me. Thank you. Oh, that's gross. That is gross. She said she ran all the way home, 13 blocks. She ran in New York City all the way to her house, got to her door, got into bed, crawled under the quilt, and said, I vowed I would never be alone with him again. She said, and this this struck me, she said, I'd never heard there was a phenomenon called sexual harassment and didn't know the term until the Anita Hill hearings in 1991. Interesting. I remember those so vividly. But do you remember them as being the day you knew what sexual harassment was? I mean, granted, she was much older well, than I was you 11. were at the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think I. I knew uh, about that. But I mean, this this kind of behavior ran rampant in the eighties and before. Now things are a lot better for, and I, I get it. It's not great. It's not perfect. But things are a lot better for for women in the workplace than they were certainly in the late eighties. Well, there's an interesting version. Uh, the the interesting angle of this is Michael Douglas got out in front of it. He gave a phone interview last week before the Hollywood Reporter published these allegations, before she went on the Today Show. And without saying her name, knowing who she was, obviously, he said maybe she's disgruntled. Her career didn't go the way she hoped, and she is holding this grudge. That strategy didn't alter the way the Hollywood Reporter vetted their story. They said, we determined that both Brody's story and his denial deserve to be published. This is a perhaps, or I should say, this this may be an indication that there is a problem with this Me Too movement, is that the Hollywood Reporter, had they been told of this story one year ago, would they have published it? And I don't know the answer to that. Because no. if it's just no. her word yeah. against his, a year ago that story would never have made it to print. You're right. But now because the... Window of believability, perhaps, has been stretched by this. The she said side of the he said, she said argument has a lot more weight right now. Right. All right. Coming up next, scary study about the flu and how it could be spread. And we're not even to the worst peak time yet. I'll tell you all about it. Gary and Shannon will continue. I had the single, the cassette single of it. Did you really? Is it? Oh, no, wait. Oh, that was Informer. Remember the Informer? Yes. By Snow? Yeah. That was the one single I had. I don't think I had this single. Uh, all right, Gary and Shannon on Friday. Flashback Friday year is 1995. Good year. That was the uh, first year of the year soon to be world champion Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm, are you putting your money on that right now? I have to if I have any chance of winning. Oh, I see. Uh, You're plotting. Yes, at least for this weekend. 
because uh, there's some stories about Tom Brady and his broken pinky. Oh, calm down. So That's uh, just Belichick screwing with your head. Did you hear any of his news conference from earlier today? No. I think it was. They're asking him all questions about Tom Brady, and he'd go, just getting ready for Jacksonville. What about, uh, has it affected practice at all? It's Friday. Okay. All right. Uh, Chuck Schumer did come out of that meeting with the president, by the way, in Washington. And reporters caught up to him as he returned to Capitol Hill. And all he would say of any import was, we have made progress. So we don't know what that means, but they are trying to avoid a federal government shutdown midnight Eastern time. So just a little over nine hours to go for the Senate to come in and vote on it. The House did pass a measure last night. Now it's in the Senate's version. Senate's uh, Court. Did you get yesterday in your mailbox the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences? Probably not. Oh, you didn't check? Well, I was busy with some other stuff. I thought you I read didn't. that one right away when you no, got it. No, 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 no. The classified ads in that are very funny. A study released in that issue yes. reveals that we may pass the flu to others just by breathing. Researchers at San Jose State, UC Berkeley, say that there's new evidence of the flu's airborne qualities. Researchers found large quantities of infectious viruses in the breath exhaled by those suffering from the f- from the flu. <laughs> I'm I'm only laughing because this is the, a, where's this the a, stuff? It's a, give me the one? stuff. What do you want? Give me that. You want uh, a wipey yeah. or you know, the Lysol? With a, no, no, no. Oh, I don't want the Lysol. I want the Purell. Purell. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Thank Let you. Me just, you, you want, all right. Douglas right there. Okay. There you go. <gasps> now, listen, if you if you if you think about this, what we've learned about the transmission of colds and flu, etc. <laughs> is that you've got to for one thing, if you are sick, you're the you cough into your elbow or tissue or something like that and get rid of it. And if you're on you're working with people who are doing all that sort of stuff, you just stay clean, you know. Keep your surfaces clean. Wash your hands all the time. Try to stay away from people who are coughing. Even that does not provide complete protection from getting the flu. Staying at home and out of public places could make a difference in the spread of the flu virus. But that they're not telling you uh, if you're healthy to just avoid public places. They're saying if you're sick, avoid public places. One hospital in Southern California has had to set up an outdoor triage tent to handle the overflow of people with the flu. Loma Linda University in San Bernardino County. The chief of medical operations there says we've never had so many patients. Other hospitals in the area, while not erecting tents, have been forced to take other steps. In Orange County, they've got a fast-track triage system moving things along. In Long Beach, hospitals have started visitor restrictions. Uh, in the South Bay, a conference center has been transformed into an ambulatory flu clinic. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this is now this is what I think is the most frightening underlying uh, underlying story in all of this is this is just the flu. I mean, when we talked about whatever pox was monkey pox or or bird flu or swine flu. I mean, all of these different stories that we had about potential bugs that would be deadlier than just the flu. 
That's what terrifies me, is that this is just a normal, everyday flu. Granted, it's a different one. It's a different strain, slightly different, which makes it uh, less resistant to the flu virus, or sorry, the flu vaccine that uh, that was distributed this year. It's still just the flu. It's just that this has been so widespread that it's taxing the hospital system. You know what's eerie? Is it's the hundredth anniversary of the Spanish flu pandemic? I heard Brian Suits say that, and it terrified me. Yeah, nineteen eighteen, it killed fifty to a hundred million people worldwide. Now, so far in Riverside, Riverside you know who died no. of that? Madame Curie, Betty White's husband's father, Alan Liddell. Yeah, Lud- is that his name? Ludden. Ludden. Oh, yeah, you're going to get to. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Ludden's father died of Spanish flu. I just You're looked not... that up when I went down the Betty White hole the other day. There have been six reported deaths in Riverside County so far compared to two during the entire previous flu season. All right. So three people died in San Bernardino County compared to two last flu season. But to give you an idea of the numbers, and again, this is just for San Bernardino County. Granted, it's a giant county. Just for San Bernardino County, they saw a 300% increase in the number of flu reports in the first week of January. They went from 38 in a week to 150. How are we going to stop this situation? We, it's well, 2018. Let me, it's let not me 1918. You, let me give you an example of how we're going to stop this. Michelle has been sick for a week, right? Producer Michelle from The Handle Show. Yeah. She's doing it right. She's staying home and taking care of herself. And not forcing herself to go back to work too early. And believe me, everyone appreciates that because nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. How come Oscar hasn't gotten the flu yet? Oscar never gets sick. And when he does, you don't know about it. He keeps it on the DL. Oh, so I'm like an evil person right now. No, 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 no. no, no. (laughs) You're just flu shaming you. Yeah, you're flu shaming me. You don't seem to get sick. And when you do, you just power through it. I don't get sick very often. When I do, it's, you know, sometimes it hits me pretty hard. But I'll take those days off. Right. If it's really bad. It's like you have an immune system, like an Mm -hmm. invisible Dwayne Johnson just surrounding you. You know what's funny is the last time I got sick, I went over to my sister's house and she has three young children. So I was playing with the kids for a while, and one of them literally <laughs> coughed on me, mm-hmm. and then I got the baby germs, yeah. and that put me down for like a week. Yeah. That was last year, I think it was. That's what happens yeah. When, when I, yeah. And up until then, I hadn't really been sick for like a couple years. You know, you gotta I haven't watch been out. sick since then. Ernie's got to watch out, too. There's a dog flu going around. Right? Yeah. Right. And you can't really tell when they get sick. No. He's old now. He just has like arthritis in his back, back legs. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I don't want to get old. He's a slow old man. All right. Coming up next, (laughs) living in the backyard. It's the new thing. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Your parents live in the backyard. Kind of. Gary and Shannon will continue. Gary and Shannon. Still a lot of work to be done in Washington, D.C. to avoid a government shutdown. Chuck Schumer did meet with President Trump today at the White House and has made his way back to Capitol Hill. A little bit later, we're going to be uh, getting an update from D.C. about what's going on. But it is in the Senate's hands now. The House did vote a version last night, which would be a continuing resolution to help keep the government open for a few weeks. We'll see where this goes. 
Oh, man, we've got a story to tell you about involving a tapeworm coming up <laughs> after the top of the hour. Oh, wait, wait. I have even more important news. What? Well, I was just going to say uh, that there are no symptoms, really, to having a tapeworm. That's not it. And that if there are, it includes being tired, no. abdominal pain. No tapeworm news here. I'm just saying. Shannon is scaring herself into thinking she has one. Right. You told me a long time ago when I gave myself a kidney problem (laughs) not to Google things. Yeah. You know. And then all of a sudden. (laughs) When I left work and I was like, you guys, I have a a kidney. My kidney's like shutting down. down." And uh, it was back pain. Breaking news. What? Kim. Oh, yeah. And Kanye. Yeah. Have named their third child. Oh, my God. Stand by. Stand by. Kim and Kanye's third child will be named Chicago West. Stop it. Because Kanye was born in. Wait, no. Seriously. Are you serious right now? Yes. Because Kanye was born in. Chicago. Atlanta. Actually. (laughs) But he went to Chicago. He lived in Chicago for a long time, I guess. Okay. Chicago. Uh All right. I like Chicago. It's a Sounds great right. city. Sure. And the home of not Kanye. Interesting. At least not the hometown. But he did grow up there. Aren't they dodgy? Did you know he lived in China? Kanye? You know, Kanye, when he was 10 years old, he moved to Nanjing, China. You know, there's a lot about Kanye I don't know. Is he still in Montana getting away from those people? Oh, no. No, he's back. He's back for the baby? Yeah. Chicago. So now there's North Saint... And Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Which is the best name? Ooh, I like I like. Saint. Sh- I kind of like Chicago. Because uh, then people are going to start naming people after their towns, and you're going to run into somebody named West. Name my baby Nevado. Petaluma. That's a little lengthy. <clears throat> All right. Speaking living of. In, speaking, speaking of, of your AI. parents. Yep. Living in the backyard. Not a bad idea. We've actually talked about this a bit with uh, with Dean Sharp about how real estate has sort of changed dwellings have changed in that a lot of places are getting building permit applications for for in-law units they're officially called an accessory dwelling unit you and i know them as granny flats or in-laws right yes um san jose for example the city of san jose they've seen a five-fold increase between 2015 and last year for these unofficial in-law units well, and it's impossible to to buy a home in the Bay Area. I, okay, 15, I want to say maybe even 20 years ago, my wife and I visited uh, a college roommate of mine who had just started a job with Yahoo, back when Yahoo was something. And we were driving to a park. My son was, I don't know, a year old maybe. And we were going to go play with the baby at the park. And we drove by this house, just a you know, nondescript neighborhood in San Jose, and every single home on that block was a two million dollar house for maybe a twelve hundred foot, twelve hundred square foot Rambler. Yeah. But it was a two million dollar house because everybody there was making billions of dollars in all of these tech startups twenty yeah. years ago. So that's that's and that has not stopped at all. That uh, in dramatic growth, real estate growth up in that Bay Area. So there's a, for example, there's a woman, Megan Kellogg, 31 years old. She was able to move back to Richmond. And just to give you an idea, Richmond is not a a great place. But because of all of the real estate in the Bay Area that's gone up so far, even, you know, all of the boats in the harbor are going to be raised when the the tide comes in. 
So she gets to move back to Richmond where she grew up, but she couldn't afford it unless she was able to move into a, one of these granny flats. So she finishes construct. I don't know if she did it herself. 300-square-foot granny flat unit in the backyard of her childhood home. And when it's complete, she says, they are going to switch with mom. She lives with her husband and three-year-old son in a 300-square-foot granny flat. And when it's done, they're going to switch. Mom's going to move into the actual granny flat, hence the name, and she's going to move in with her new family into the bigger house. But my parent, okay, so my parents don't, they don't live in the backyard. They, they sleep. live in their home. They just sleep in the backyard. And is it, they're over a hang, like an overhanging or something? There's an, a retractable awning, okay. yes. Um, How do they keep the bedding clean, like from leaves and things? Well, there's no trees right No trees. No, oh, okay. Trees aren't close. And then is there a fence in the backyard separating them from neighbors, or is it just open space? Yeah, there's a fence. Okay. Um, approximately... 150 yards to the sides and maybe 250 yards down okay. down the hill. And when did they start sleeping outside? The moment they moved into that house. They just said, oh. I think it was very soon after they moved into the house, yeah. What was the the, the thought process? Wouldn't you? Yeah, but I just want, I just, I don't know if I would come to that. I don't know who was first. Right. Like, I don't know if, like, uh, one day dad fell asleep on the backyard lawn and yeah. was like, hey, this seems kind of nice. Yeah. And hey, the Gary and Shannon. Out here. Yes. I just wanted to let you know that we're getting word now that LAPD Chief Charlie Beck is announcing he's stepping down. Yep. June 27th will be his last day. Why? He's been on the job 40 years. I mean, he's 64 years old. It's time. You know, he wants to enjoy his life and not have to hear from John and Ken every day. <laughs> I get it. I wonder how many people have put that in their... Uh, decision-making hopper when it comes to retirement. <laughs> I bet it's a factor. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe uh, maybe he makes some comments a little bit later. He's um, uh, making them right now, I think. Oh. Andrew Mullenbeck is there. We are going to do uh, our trending segment in a little bit. Also, a decision we have made about Gas Fantasy foreplay play coming up in just a few minutes also when we continue with Gary and Shannon.